away with you on a rock climbing weekend? What if something's on TV and it's never shown again? We are Hottest 100s and Thousands. We have taken control of your radio station. And this is the podcast in which we talk about the songs that have been deemed hot enough to be in the Triple J Hottest 100. My name is David James Young and I'm one of the four voices you're going to be hearing for the next hour or so. Joining me once again, it's Nathan Harrison. Hello. It's Andrew McDonald. Hello. It's Adam Bunch. And shouts out to you if you're listening to this while you're on a rock climbing weekend. Whoa. Mm. Yeah. Mm. We know many. Because they many wouldn't know ahead though, right? No. Because you'd just be like, let's just throw on yeah. the most handsome podcast. Unless yeah. hundreds and thousands <laughs> while we the do some climbing. Yeah. No, unless we name this episode <gasps> a great episode to listen to on a rock climbing weekend. That's mm. a nice thing to do. I think a, that's yeah. helpful yeah. for people. For all those to plan, outdoors to plan their weekend, you know it's so great when you've like you've been rock climbing, you're on top of the cliff, and you're just relaxing with your friends afterwards like that. And someone brought a speaker. Oh, great! Let's put some tunes on. Even better. Let, let's put some spoken word on. But yeah. I think this is what this is a good way. You know how like timeout and pedestrian and all that always have yeah. the like. Here are five things you can do in like northern Sydney this weekend. This might be a good way to get one of them to be hottest hundreds and thousands. Just released a podcast episode titled "A Great One to Listen to." on a rock climbing weekend why not go on a rock climbing weekend and also listen to that so let's make sure we pepper this app with rock climbing refs for the content that you create it's gonna be hard not to honestly alright so we are scaling the mountain that is let's go go. I got my carabiner (laughs) on my belt for no reason because we're in a radio studio hey you know what I've got is um, those shoes but they're not really shoes they're like foot gloves nice nice nice. you know what I've got fear of heights That's not going to serve you well on this rock climbing weekend. It hasn't served me well any other rock climbing weekend. Maybe you're uh, just like climbing rocks, like not rock climbing. (laughs) Just like the the baby climbing area. If if you haven't skipped ahead, let's be honest. (laughs) 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 Let's be honest. That's understandable. This is what the 15 ahead button is for. (laughs) We know. We know. know. In like the Apple headquarters, they're like, this is a good podcast app. New podcast app sucks, by the way. It's but garbage. It's so bad. Yeah, it's anyway, junk. when they were developing the early one, they're like, this is good. Do you think there will ever be podcasts where, <laughs> for some reason, they just start talking about rock climbing? Or is it a rock climbing podcast? No, it's not. It's, I think it'd be like music or something. But for some reason, they just like don't stick to the brief. Do you, what if there was a feature that could enable people to bypass <laughs> that detour? And there we have it. Yeah, because this has Thanks, been going Steve. on for exactly... A increment of 15 seconds, <laughs> which is the beauty of all the ads in podcasts. Look, we all know how to double tap that. Yeah. I just became really excited because I realized that, um, you know, how the, the classic phrase, don't touch that dial. Mm. Like, <gasps> we have an equivalent. Back. We have an equivalent now. Mm. It's like, don't touch that 15 it's second don't ahead don't button. That. Soft don't do button it. on don't, your phone. Don't do it. Yeah. Which also, because that's what you would say when you were going to ads and you're like, yeah. Don't you know? Don't and do it. That's generally when you hit it anyway. Well, you know, no. like when you, when you uh, start a podcast and then like there's literally like a minute and a half of ad before it kicks off. Man, I'm hammering that plus fifteen. Sorry, Gimlet. I'm smashing that MF yeah. plus fifteen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I, I see other podcasts which faff about before you actually get to the content. We're <laughs> straight into the content. That's right, <laughs> With that's David. It. What is this song? <laughs> Also, talking. I have be- no idea. Be- <laughs> we have more faff. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The song BRB, I've just realized that I might try and hook up some like uh, climbing equipment guys like for 
Is this could be our first sponsored episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the product, the product tie-in has never been yeah. more yeah. clear. It is a bit dangerous to introduce sponsors on an episode where we talk so heavily about skipping through <laughs> ads, <laughs> yeah. particularly skipping through ads. Yeah, and they're going to listen to this and be like, ah. Oh. But anyway, Someone's like, wait, you can do that. But anyway, this this is the episode brought to you by Hangdog in Wollongong. Yeah, Hangdog in Wollongong, the one climbing place Andrew knows. <laughs> And it's okay to, to advertise, because I'm pretty sure it's closed down, isn't it? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, That's terrible. Not. Well, for the relaunch, Hangdog, the one climbing place Andrew knows. <laughs> <laughs> also, those fucking foot gloves. Oh, no, still there, still there. Yeah. yeah, foot gloves. For, they're like gloves for feet. <laughs> yeah. You put your toes in the things. It's, yeah. it, they're weird. Yeah. Yeah. I was. <laughs> I went on a very large hike a few months ago, and I had toe socks. Hey. Very weird. Toe, but not the toe shoes. No, no, I had shoes outside of the, the toe socks. Once they were on. Snug. All right. All right. David. <laughs> yeah? What's number 60 whatever we're up to in the countdown? Five. Who Five. cares? Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's been leading up to this all along because... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Well, I don't know how to tell you this, you guys, but uh, at number 65, it's the Lemonheads. And they're back. And coincidentally given what we've been talking about for the past 15 minutes. Quite the coincidence. This song is called The Outdoor Type. Don't touch that dial. Always had a roof above me, always paid the rent. And I never set foot inside a tent. I couldn't build a fire to save my life. I lied about being the outdoor type. I never slept out underneath the stars The closest that I came to that Was one time my car Broke down for an hour In the suburbs night I lied about being The outdoor type So that was the Lemonheads coming in at number 65 in the 1997 Hottest 100 with a cover of The Outdoor Type as originally written and performed by the crucially underrated and wonderful Australian band Smudge. Bit of context, uh, Evan Nando has spent a lot of time in Australia. I would say he's probably spent more time in Australia than he has touring anywhere else apart from North America. I just got my ticket to see them at Radbar, which is surreal. Yeah, I never thought I would say amazing. that. Um, they're also playing at Taronga Zoo with Jebediah, which will be lovely. Um oh. Shouts out. Shouts out. To uh, the zoo. And and to and to a listener of the show, Kevin Mitchell, a.k.a. Bob Evans. Mate, can't My wait guy. to talk about your stuff. It'll be fucking In a lit. nice way. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, don't worry. <laughs> Just relax. <laughs> Just relax, everyone. Ease up, Bob. Ease up. We got you. Yeah, we got yeah, you. Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> I have adored this song for as long as I've known it, and I've known it for oh, 15 years or so. Yeah, Lemonheads, one of those bands that I discovered via the aforementioned 1996 Hottest 100 CD mm-hmm. with their song, If I Could Talk, I'd Tell You. As featured in our live episode, go check it yes, out. Yes, of course. Uh, <laughs> then the cover of Mrs. Robinson, obviously. Yep, um, talk and, about that too. Check yeah, 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 yeah. We've talked about the Lemonheads a, a fair bit. Twice. Um, but, 
check him out. We should come. Seamless advertising, baby. For something that you're already listening to. <laughs> Possibly on Wooshka.com. This episode of Hottest 100s and Thousands is brought to you by Hottest 100s and Thousands. <laughs> Check out the new episode. Yeah. 20 minutes ago. Yeah. <laughs> Don't touch that dial. <laughs> At many 15 seconds, skips ago. <laughs> just, if, 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 you want start, if you want more content that you crave, just start the app again. Hammer the 15 back. <laughs> It's also there. Yeah. Oh my god, wouldn't that be incredible? Hulk it all the way back. <laughs> if you want double the content, just listen to it at 0.5 speed like a lunatic. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this is this is just a, such a sweet and simple and beautiful song. And yeah, I obviously can see why Evan was so taken by it and was compelled to record it. This kind of has Valerie syndrome where like this song is this cover of it is far, far, far more popular than the original. And has completely eclipsed it, but that's fine because this song is out there in the known universe, and that is a really, really wonderful thing. I'm I'm glad that it, it got its moment in the sun because it fucking deserved it. Like it's just incredible storytelling, like really vulnerable and honest and beautiful music. Even though it wasn't written by them, like I think it drives home some of the best parts of of the Lemonheads in general. It's Nothing so beautiful. Yeah, mm. it's, a, it's yeah. just a gorgeous, gorgeous song. Yeah. Did you have you guys heard the original by Smudge? No, I hadn't heard it. Didn't know it was a cover. Well, there you go. Yeah, hadn't heard this before either. I think it's really? boring. Yeah. You didn't Whoa. like it. Yeah, I think it's boring. No, Whoa. Oh, here yeah. he is. It's lovely. No, it does nothing for me. Oh, my God. I think the idea behind it is quite nice. Like, this, the, the heartbreaking thing of, you know, like, not thinking you're enough and you need to change for someone else, and so you pretend to be something that you're not. Um, and, you know, all the other aspects of masculinity tied in with that. It's both good and bad. I, I can see certain things that I would like about that and certain things I don't like, but the song itself is just really pedestrian. Oh, man, yeah. I, think, I, I think it's lovely. I think it, oh. like, it doesn't mess about. It just invites itself in does what it needs to do and then leaves quietly this is the kind of song that I could hear or something as good as this oh I would love to hear this song well I mean just go to a pub on a Friday night and hear just hammer a that song, a... minus back a bit <laughs> <laughs> it's just your mate at a, at a pub with a guitar on a Friday night and you wrote this song and it's like alright I wish yeah, it, this this is not silly. one of the top 100 songs of the year. Like, I think this nah. is this, this is way more folksy and lush than I was expecting from the Lemonheads. I think it's just yeah, like as a a serial indoorsman myself, like, <laughs> appreciate the message. Love the great indoors. <laughs> the vast open Love living getting room in there. Yeah, the vast open plan living room. <laughs> um, it's not like a, a crazily remarkable, exciting song, but I just think it's Agreed. lovely and does what it needs to do. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, like just, it. I just like, I'm happy thinking about it, mm. like, and I was very happy listening to it, and like, yeah. It's cosy, and don't get me wrong, to this, it's I was like, you know what, I will pick up a ticket to see the Lemonheads when they come out in March. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm. Huh. So then. Where, where will you see them, Nathan? I don't know. <laughs> I, either at Rad Bar or the Zoo, I guess. That's well, I was asking. Yeah, <laughs> well, you know. Yeah, I'll, I couldn't I'll say never seen them play a floor show with Well, no, exactly, people, yeah. but then it would also be lovely to see them play with Jebediah at the zoo. So. Yeah, that'll be good. Yeah, and also you can, like, catch up with some animals. Can I have it all and mm. do both? <laughs> also, uh, one of those gigs indoors, one outdoors. <laughs> mm. So what, what what type are you? That, I guess we'll find shit. out. Yes, we are. Yeah. Mm. Yep. Yeah. They start playing this at the zoo and then you say, boo, you liars. <laughs> <laughs> Giraffe kicks over the stage. Call out culture. Call <laughs> <Yeah>. out culture. <laughs> I don't want to be too grinchy about it. I think I'd like it's <laughs> oh, already it's a bit late for that. <laughs> yeah. No, no, well that's why I'm saying I don't want to be too grinchy about it. Because mm, it's okay. like I don't you know, I it's it's hard to 
wish any harm upon this song when it's so good natured. And there's a lot of you know, I, I recognize that. It's not. You think it's boring? Yeah, I just that's okay. Find it hard to even get the excited. villain likes this song. Come on, <laughs> ah, aha. Does this mean we have a new villain? Is it you? Uh, Look, just- no, I need that. Let's, <laughs> let's, 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 Come on! Stop robbing me of this. No one's made any comments about my character on the podcast in terms of my alignment, so I don't mm. know. What is it, guys? Chaotic, chaotic, chaotic good? <laughs> lawful evil? What, I think what Adam's gonna, lawful. You reckon I'm lawful? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm not really chaotic. I don't I? think you're chaotic. No, no I'm meal prep. It's it could really, be like neutral chaotic. good. <laughs> I but think this song is lawful good. Yeah. I think this song is lawful good. It's wholesome sure. as fuck. Yeah. Number 64, it's the return of Faith No More. This is Strip Search. Wait, say Faith No More? Hottest 100 with a song called Strip Search. All right, Adam, get him off. Yeah, before I begin, um, in order to keep with our newly lined up outdoor sponsors, mm-hmm. I just need to mention something to do with the great outdoors. Uh, so, please. Uh, smell that fresh pine. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. So outdoors. Mm. All right, that's good. You know, you know what to suit the the fresh pine smell? What, Andrew, what? Getting a full body cavity search in the wild. <laughs> oh, it love would. It. Oh, yeah. yeah, love it. That reminds me of this Faith No More song, which is called Strip Search. Sure is. So this was uh, off the album album of the year, which according to many people, it was not. In fact, many <laughs> oh, people no. said it was not very good. Um, this was the last single to come off that. A very, very this turbulent... This was also their last album before they... Uh... Yeah. But when they didn't die, they quit as a band. Mm, and yeah. they came back. They and did. This, this was the last single before they split up as well. Mm. Well, the last one from the album, they released mm. a, a, a Bee Gees cover. So, you know, oh, after yeah, they split I started, up, though, I started the writing. Oh, really? Yeah. From the dead. Yeah, Ooh. posthumous. I mean, that's a sign Marley. you're in trouble, really. You break up, then you release a Bee Gees cover. <laughs> what sign's more troubling? Uh, right? Yeah. Yeesh. I mean, uh, most, uh, I mean they were dead. I... Most of the Bee Gees are dead. Mm. Uh, I mean, coincidence? Oh, you know, so that was just like a bit of a tradition, though. Like, after bands split up, you're thinking of breaking up, and in this in- incredibly, like, fragmented <laughs> environment where no one is happy with each other, we have to record a Bee Gees cover because then we have to release that as, like, a yeah. contractual thing after mm. we split up. Right, so, and then, like, every music publication is just kind of like, uh, yeah, so the band has said they have split up, but we have not yet seen any signs of recording <laughs> yeah. a Bee Gees cover yet, yeah. so nothing official. Oh, it's like, and the, the band's health is, like, the, the band are at the loose ends. They've already recorded the Bee Gees cover. <laughs> oh, no! Yeah. Oh, God! Yeah. They're just going to release that puppy. <laughs> Uh, okay, so it's really funny going back and seeing the reviews that came out at the time for Album of the Year by Faith No More. Oh, no. Um, 
Pitchfork, who were, I have to say, in that golden era of Pitchfork in the when they, in were, the late, when they were just fucking wild <laughs> men releasing weird reviews. Conceptual reviews. Yeah. Okay, so this is what they said um, about this. They say, uh, album of the year leaves one, feeling like waking up and finding last night's used condom. Sure, the ride was fun while it lasted, but what remains is just plain icky, and you definitely don't want it in your CD player. <laughs> what a weird thing that to is, say, Pitchfork. That is exceptional. Uh, yeah. I'm so into that. Uh, Rolling Stone just simply said that the band are floundering around desperately, groping for a sense of identity and direction in a decade that clearly finds them irrelevant. Um, Brutal. And even Mike Patton later on in 2001 said, yeah, we, we split up because we started making bad music, reflecting back on this song. Mm. Um, and he said, like, that's when we needed to pull the plug because our next record would have been a piece of shit. However, album of the year. <laughs> I regret to inform you, that album was a piece of shit. <laughs> but the Australian public did not think so. This is one of the few markets where album of the year was received really positively. Did that have anything to do with the airplay of Triple J at the time? Who knows? Um, but obviously, here's the proof. It got up, you know, this is in the 90s. This beat a lot of good songs. People yeah. like this more than they like good music. Second quarter. Um, so, yeah, it's kind of like Faith No More's take on trip hop, I guess. Yeah, that's a good way to describe it. Um, and they're not particularly good at doing trip hop. Yeah. Um, I've just got shudders thinking about that. <laughs> I, there were a couple of moments in the song where I thought, oh, maybe we can get something nice here. Like when the guitar starts to get in, it's like there's a bit of an edge to the song there. And I'm like, interesting, cool. I always enjoy having Mike Patton around. Like he's always interesting to hear what he does with his voice. He's just an interesting person to kind of hear do anything. But my, my favourite thing to notice about this song is one of the synth lines at one point sounds almost exactly like the sound effect when you get spotted in Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> it's the, all exc- I, the, the exclamation point. As soon as I heard it, my, my stress level just went up so much higher <laughs> oh, no. because I just had... This is Pavlov's dog from playing that oh, game. God. Like I automatically just stopped listening to the song and went and hit under a cardboard box. Very good. Yeah. Snake! Snake! That's all yeah. I have to say about the song, really. It's uh-huh. funny that like you can tell that they're pushing the limits of what Faith No More can be as a band with this song. Yeah. Like, and obviously it couldn't go much further because they broke up. And obviously like they've pushed the limits before with like Is Your Sunday Morning cover, like chilled out band. They know how to do these different things, even though they are ostensibly like an experimental funk metal band and they would do these kind of things as well. And it's just like, I always appreciate a band stretching its arms in new directions and the results pay off. You're like, oh my God, I didn't know the horrors could make a really excellent shoegaze music. Guys, they can't. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Um, you're like, oh, I, did, I didn't know Faith No More could make really mediocre and kind of crappy trip hop music. Oh, interesting. <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah. Everything um, is possible. <laughs> yeah. Even my pattern standards, this is a bit of a reach. Yeah. 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 Like, I think you can still tell, like, they're all accomplished musicians and, like, there are kind of, like, elements scattered throughout that you're like, Oh, yeah, like, I can kind of yeah. see how... Towards the end when the heavy guitar comes back in, and, like, you almost had an idea there. Yeah, but I, I think, you know, thinking about this song in the context of the band sort of disintegrating, <clears throat> yep. it kind of explains a lot, and, like, you yeah. can hear that. It's it's just a bit directionless, it's a bit... It's reaching. It, and it, it almost sounds like the band aren't there. Apart from the guitar at the end, this could be a Mike Patton solo song. Yeah, I mean, with that, that loop that yeah. kind of drives the whole thing, it's... Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's for, yeah. I for hate when more, they like ironically absent. get into like like big cheesy synths and stuff like that. It's just like, hey, no, no, no. Yeah. It's like <laughs> this this isn't funny, man. Like it's this is just a bit shit. Mm. Yeah, and I think that's that's basically what you can say about the song. It's just like, oh, it's supposed to be funny, but it's just a bit shit. 
Is it supposed know? to be funny? I thought they I were just know, doing like, a. It's actually supposed to be tune. funny. It's a joke to have done it. It's supposed to be like vaguely sexy or something like that. Like. I can't fucking figure it out. It's it's it's. Just... I don't know. I, I felt like yeah, they were just kind of going for like a dark, groovy trip hop kind of vibe. But like, if there's there's even a, a, a quote from um, Billy Gould where he's like, oh, you know, it sounded almost a bit Portis head like. It's like, okay, mate. Like, we were, oh, we're no. also write our own reviews. We, all, we <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Plus hundred thousand. It's a bit um like worthy of all your Patreon cash, guys. <laughs> we're not oh, yeah. on Patreon. Well, <laughs> someone will make one for us. You know, we should. <laughs> if, we should real join fans. Patreon. Which it's is like, uh, the alt-right Patreon that uh, Richard Spencer's on, <laughs> where he's getting like 800 bucks a week or something I like beg your that. pardon, what? Just to be a racist. Patreon. Is it's it, a real thing. It's a real thing? I want to punch heaps. that site in the face. Yeah. Oh, all he needs mm. is all well, he There's needs a video is. that you can kind of pretend yeah. is like POV, <laughs> like you, you're punching. Or just watch um, footage of uh, streams, um, mountains. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you can, you can you watch can videos on YouTube outside. <laughs> Take it on your phone to the wilderness. No, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. See, what I like to do. VR happening. You just, you just put YouTube video on full, uh, get a fan and put an air freshener in front of it. <laughs> no, and then we you like look the, at the screen. No. And it's just like being a regular human being. Andrew, no. <laughs> The sponsors will pull out. Our newly acquired outdoor sponsors. Come on. What are you doing? We've don't, been sponsored don't, by outdoors. You can, you, can drive, you can drive a Jeep indoors. <laughs> don't game the outdoors. So this is probably, I imagine, the Bee Gees cover didn't get in. Um, this is probably the last time we're going to talk about Faith No More. For a while. No more Faith No More. Maybe. Yeah, Faith right. No More No More. Like, because we've talked about them a bit, and it, like, it hasn't always been great, but I think most of the songs we've talked about have been interesting. Yeah. They're certainly a band that have got different sounds. Yeah. This is really like not going out with a bang, but with a whimper, no. if mm. this is it. Yeah. Oh, well. Yep. Catch a faith. Ugh, no more. At number 63, it's the return of Grinspoon. Tony the Tiger, back in the, back in the saddle, baby, with their great song, Repeat. Tiger lives outdoors. Boom. Some. Nailed it. Called Repeat. Grinspoon coming in at number 63 in the 1997 Hottest 100 with a song called Repeat. Grinspoon coming get in at number 63. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. 
I thought it was very clever and funny, David. Thanks. You can hear more about it when you go outside. <laughs> you see, the, the thing is, we could have achieved the same result with that <laughs> back 15 seconds. Ooh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh. yeah. yeah. Isn't it striking how much heavier they are here than, like, the band they become? Like, obviously, they've always had a great hard edge to their music, but, like, that heavier shit wah in the verses on the guitar, like, it's just yeah. fascinating, yeah. I think it stands as more of like a signpost for the era of what music was at the time rather than like a super iconic riff or a super iconic sound or anything. Like the main chorus down tune to shit riff works really well, but like I kept waiting for this to really kick into high gear. I was waiting for it to just get a bit more energy across there. I've got obviously like every Australian music fan got to have some love for early Grinspoon, obviously. And yeah. I do think Phil is a very charismatic Singer, and even here when he's not doing the high energy, it still works as a, uh, mm. as, as a front man. His mm. presence is really great. It's cool sounding. Uh, this is not Grinspoon at their best, but it's, they're just fucking good to have here. Like it's hard music, grungy. This is sludgier than they usually sound. Yeah, yeah. Haven't quite found their the high energy sound that they nail when they are the big band. Yeah, but it works really well. Yeah, because we talked about Sick Fest um, yeah. two seasons ago, which was quite. Proto grin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And still, like, it's quite heavy and grungy or whatever. You know, you can see the link to this, but this song then has a lot more depth, literally depth in terms of how, how low mm. all the tuning and, and everything. But there's there's a bit more space in the songwriting and, and how the riffs yeah. sort of work. Even though it is still quite heavy, I think you can then start to see where we're going at least. Mm. But it's good. It's a good song. <laughs> This might be too long a bow to draw, but that's okay because archery oh, is a go. great outdoor activity. This is true. This, to me, has a lot of resemblances to the collective soul song Shine. Yeah, that's actually, the major thing that I thought. Yeah, it's like, I, wow, I, this is kind of just yeah. Shine. So, hmm, interesting. I mean, Shine's a good song. So, was it, was it, when was yeah. that? When did that come out? Ninety oh, several years ago. Yeah. Ninety three? Yeah. 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 Did we talk about that first season? I think uh, so. I feel like ninety four, but you know, you can check that it out say. at uh, wushka.com. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's no way of telling what year it came out really. It's the hard thing about ninety four. It was ninety four. Yes. Well Nathan's got a good memory. But so. it was ninety two of ninety four, which is why, you know, it's close to So you split the difference and it becomes ninety three. We're all winners yeah, here. Yeah. yeah. Hey. All winners in the great outdoors. Yeah. That's right. And winners oh. winners are grinners. And Grinspoon also has that word in it. Also, the Grinspoon album is called A Guide to Better Living. You know what I reckon would make for some better living? Mm. Going outside sometimes. Getting outdoors. Just get some fresh air, mate. Mm. Catch some sun. Get a bit of the D. Get a bit of the D. Also also a bit of the vitamin D. (laughs) Don't just just go to root outside. But you can. You can also do the roots of trees (laughs) while you're just hanging out near them. Because, you know, they're good for you. No, oh my goodness. <laughs> mm. We're nailing this. Yeah. We are really doing well. We are fucking efficient business. We... We're just going to have so many like sponsors, oh. like companies being like, knocking, can you please feature us? Knocking down our doors. Knocking down the doors, blending the inside and the outside because <laughs> yeah. the door I... has been knocked down. All right. Anyone else? Yeah, anyone else have anything yeah. to say about Grinspoon? <laughs> no, that's fine. No, I, I, I do want to say that uh, this year, uh, this album turned 20, as mm. is obvious, 97. Yep. Also this year, Phil Jamison turned 40, well, which means go. he was fucking 19 when this album was getting recorded mm. and like 1920 when this album came out. Well, yeah, worth mentioning again that... Uh, they Grins- were babies. They were <laughs> they, little babies. They were the first winner of uh, the Triple J Unearthed competition. Yes. yes. They're still baby bands. Like, yeah. They've only been around Remarkable. two years and have 
been a, a part of probably one of the most iconic rock sounds um, that the country's birthed, like even at this point, like yeah. fitting mm. fitting straight in with the, the way Australians responded to grunge, that kind of grungy garage rock a la Tumbleweed, a la Silverchair at yeah, this time, yeah, yeah. a la a bunch of I, I really, yeah, I re-appreciated this album after... Uh, the, yeah, like listening to the reissue for the for the twentieth anniversary. Yeah, you can just tell that these songs meant so much to people, and that it was just you know like one of those classic you know nineties records that people like listened to back in high school and were like blasting in their shit boxes. You know, like exactly. all that sort of stuff. On you know, driving discments. driving around in the great mm. outdoors, all yes, that sort of stuff. With windows open. Yeah, this is a to let the fresh a Windows area. Down record. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I've always had a soft spot for Grinspoon, but uh, I think I've had a chance to reanalyze and reappreciate the band in in recent years, and this is this is part of it. And number sixty-two, it's the Smashing Pumpkins with the end is the beginning. Is the end. That was the Smashing Pumpkins with the end. Is the beginning. Is the end. Pumpkins grow outside. Yes, they do. <laughs> yep. Yep. Nathan, the world is a vampire. The outdoors are beautiful. Mm-hmm. What do you think of this song? <laughs> it's so beautiful. Mm, true. True. Well, true I think I'm super happy that it's been way too long since we've talked about a song from a Batman soundtrack. <laughs> exactly. <Yay! laughs> the Batman soundtrack. Welcome, Batman. Batman flies outdoors. And not just any Batman movie, Batman and Robin. Mm, bat the, nipples, baby. The, yeah. the, the, the Mr. Mr. Freeze, Freeze Poison Ivy. Drop yeah. this on my bat credit card, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I think he was approached to write a song. For Batman. Yeah. For Batman. By Batman. Yeah. Man. And that'd be, that's, a, that's a bold phone call to make to William Patrick Corgan. <laughs> yeah. Yo. WPG. He's Billy again now. He's Billy again. He's Billy again. I can't keep up. He's changing more than Diddy. (laughs) Jeez. So he actually, there's a great quote from him saying, at one point I found myself going, I can't write a song about Batman. I'm in an alternative band. Come on, Billy, get your hand off it. (laughs) And I thought, this is stupid. If I can write a song about Batman and it serves the purpose, which is to make it happen and connect with the movie and connect with something that is unique and original. I guess he hadn't seen the film at this point. Then why not? (laughs) 
For me, it was a great kind of artistic thing to do because it was very freeing. I wasn't talking about myself or trying to represent the Smashing Pumpkins. I was trying to represent Batman. Great. Great. That quote is literally all I have written down for the same, song. Same, <laughs> like, I was trying, I was to, trying represent to represent Batman. Look, and in, in, in many ways, aren't we all trying to represent Bat- mm. Batman yeah. in our daily lives, in the outdoors? Mm. Um, this song... Fucking seamless. This song is, like, I guess a pretty good rock song. It kind of feels weirdly, like, hyper Smashing Pumpkins. Like, it doesn't feel like a Smashing Pumpkins song, but it feels like... There's, like, a band who loves Smashing Pumpkins. Yeah, a little bit. Or, like, yeah, if you were trying to recreate the Smashing Pumpkins, they would write a song like this. But you but you trying to recreate them, are you only, like, a two or three piece? So you yeah. use, like, electronic loops? Yeah. yeah. Which they that later incorporate on the... Outdoor record, so like, yeah, yeah. I, I don't think this is bad. Like, I, no, you know, it's better than Batman and Robin. Um, <laughs> the song's better than the movie. Yeah, yeah. I just love oh. how much he was really like taking the project so seriously. And then you look at the film, it's like, mate, yeah, oh, I don't think Billy. he can take anything not seriously, right? Like, yeah, no, that's it. When Billy Corgan is writing his best songs, his power as a songwriter comes from like channeling unhappiness into a sort of catharsis. Right. right. And this isn't here in this. Yeah. Right. That's yeah. what you nailed it. It's like, uh, like yeah. you know, today, which we've talked about. Yeah. Um, 1979. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like they're, they're all coming from like real moments. Yeah. On, like honest. And like, there's been more than enough said about him as like a person contemporary and also as a writer contemporarily, but like he was a great songwriter and yeah. he, that was because he was able to capture these moments that are human and that's why using him to write about Batman is not going to work. And, and that's why it works more as a parody of Smashing Pumpkins than a Smashing Pumpkins. Yeah, he kind of like blends, you know, like the personal with a sort of like cinematic aesthetic. Like yeah. if you think about 1979 and stuff. And it's like here you've only got one of those parts yeah. and it, it doesn't work. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. Sorry, Billy. <laughs> oh. Don't be a hero. Don't be, <laughs> don't be a fool with your don't life. Don't take your guns don't to town. Don't take your guns to town. <laughs> Leave your guns at home, Bill. However... You could take your guns to an outdoor shooting range. Clay, yeah. Clay pigeon shooting. Uh, yeah, particularly if you're like... Don't... Well, I don't know about hunting. You could see yeah. Batman yeah. and Robin at an outdoor cinema. You could. Could we draw the line at hunting? I don't know whether... Yeah, we're drawing the line there, no, man. No, 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 no. Half of us here are animal rights people. <laughs> what if we get pressured? What if like... Well, then we fight back. I've heard that song, Cows with Guns. This is where we... <laughs> <laughs> we get to talk about we do spoiler alert. Yeah. Super exciting. <laughs> All right. Well, at least let it be known, sponsors, that that's where we draw the line. Yeah. 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 And number 61 is the Campbell Brothers with some of those black rockin' boots. Beats. Also grow outdoors.
Obviously one, it is the motherfucking Chemical Brothers. Block rockin' beats, baby! Alright, moving on. Uh, that I don't know, what more can you say about this song? Let's well, find out. <laughs> to be honest, the reason that I didn't have that much to say about the Smashing Pumpkins is because, like, I didn't... When I saw that this was going to be part of the same episode, it's like, cool, it doesn't matter yeah. what I think about any... Who cares? Like, I don't, I don't need to worry about what my favourite this episode is. Like, I just don't need to worry about that. This song's here. This song is friggin' amazing. This, yeah. song, this song bangs, this song slaps, this song commits all kinds of verbs, this, physical this- in nature... This is the first song on the Dig Your Own Hole album. Yes, this is how it, is. it starts. This is how it starts. Ah, can you imagine? Like, what a gauntlet thrower. Yeah. It's just like, it's on. It means yeah. fucking business. Calling it block rocking beats. Yeah, obviously, they rock the whole block. This is, yeah. yeah. Definitely, that is exactly right. A happy 20th anniversary to uh, Dig Your Own Hall. Mm-hmm. Look, r- lots of really, really great pieces that have been written um, on that album, uh, reflecting on its success and reflecting on, uh, you know, where it sits now in, uh, in comparison to where it was. Mm-hmm. In particular, there was one written by Stereo Gum that I thought was really particularly good. They were talking about how basically Big Beat was so popular in the 90s because electronic music was moving in on the territory that was slowly receding from um, grunge and alternative rock and various alternative rock genres. But because that territory was still occupied by by those fans, they needed to get those guys on side. They needed to convert them. And Big Beat was the perfect genre to do that because they were still sampling, you know, live drums. They still had a lot of rock sensibilities. Ostensibly, this song has a riff. It's an electronic song, but it has a riff. A lot of the Prodigy stuff is kind of the same thing. Mm. Like, the Prodigy were, for all intents and purposes, rock stars. Keith especially had a rock star persona. And mm. so like they courted the alternative rock crowd more successfully than a lot of other electronic music. But in doing so, they stopped electro really being the dirty word that it was. It wasn't just, mm. you know, kind of like the people that uh, Deej brings across all the time, you know, your Dayglo ravers who are their own community. He's right there. <laughs> you know, st- in, their, in their own little dank clubs that no one talks to and they don't associate with, with anyone else. They, they are just, very dank. They're in their own little world or whatever. We start this big beat in the '90s. At this time, was the beginning of the blending of this kind of thing that we now kind of take for granted. It's not uncommon now to have someone who is a fan of electronic music, is a fan of rock, is a fan of a load of other different genres. And you know, and people say that it began here. And in particular, the Chemical Brothers were important for that because this kind of music wasn't only the kind of thing that you could dance to. You could just as easily throw this on in the car and just enjoy it, and just yeah. enjoy it, and just listen to it. It was busy enough and intricate enough. Arguably more so even than a lot of other the big beat artists. You know, your Fatboy Slim, for example, made for radio play big pop hits. But, you know, like there was an intricacy that uh, the, the Chemical Brothers on Dig Your Own Hole had that people kind of really connected to and really, you know, listened to just as, as music, as mm. something to be listened to. And this happened at about the same time that it was ready to go mm. <laughs> just, just before internet distribution of music occurred. Mm. And so this music that is perfect to listen to in electronic was just about ready to be shot around the world as well. And also ready to be uh, remixed and by amateurs yep. as well. Mm. Exactly right. Which is pretty much where the Chemical Brothers as artists started. That was, you know, they, they did a lot of remixing or whatever. But, like, this song speaks for itself for the most part. Like, high energy... Immaculate samples, like the way that 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 block rock and beat sample manages to cement itself as a kind of hook, mm. a masterpiece of the of the genre of big beat, which is in itself a really valuable, interesting uh, genre of music for the nineties. 
the way that this kind of techno became popular, it's just like it, it, it sounds like it's a futurist kind of sound, but it it has like the energy that makes hip hop so immediately move your body ready. Yeah. And, but like the stadium friendly appeal of like nineties indie rock. Yeah. It's just like it's so it works. They marry it so so wonderfully. And uh, it, this is so ubiquitous a sound now. And like listening to this with today's ears, it, it, like it is car commercial music, but that's just because it was so fucking successfully huge. Mm. Um, and like car chase. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. All the sirens and everything. Yeah. Um, it's so like it reminds me of the um in Peep Show. It's so, like um like what's the Big Beat Manifesto? Big Beat's rule: get high all the time. And like that's funny, but like this is yep. that, like, and not in a way that even like I'm sure a lot of drugs have been taken to the Chemical Brothers. Look at the name, obviously, but like even like outside of like a like a drug using context, this is this is high all the time. It starts with high energy, it maintains high energy, it doesn't ebb, it doesn't flow, it brings you there, and you are involved from the first second, and you have to be into it. And it just it's it's just this bracingly exciting mood that just travels the entire song. It's so so wonderful. And on the actual manifesto of Big Beat, there was this whole thing about electronic music being built around your peak, the mm. peak, the idea of it's like this kind of music could get you into a state of euphoria yeah. where everything was right, mm. you know? And yeah, drugs were a part of that. But like, that's what the music was ultimately trying to do. Like it was, it was getting out of yourself and it was, it was reaching that perfect moment. And that's an entirely different approach to experience to what rock, particularly alternative rock and grunge, was attempting to do. Damn fine song. Mm, fucking unreal. If you type block rock and beats bass cover into YouTube, you get 23,000 results. <laughs> everyone, nice. wa- everyone wants to fucking slap yeah. that shit. I reckon you'd, uh, you'd get about the same for drum covers as well. Like, yeah. The thing I love is that this song would work just as well. It's like Breathe by The Prodigy. It works just as well with dudes hunched over mixes fucking like convulsing as well as it would with a full band. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Like, once you've heard this song, it is impossible to unhear it, you know? Like, there are so many fucking forgettable songs out there, you know? Like, even songs that we've talked about. Like, I reckon we could pull some song out of our ass from, like, 90-whatever-the-fuck, you know, from a previous calendar and be like, I have no recollection of this song. Oh, even earlier this season. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're, yeah. they're already gone. They're dead, dead. Oh, there's so much shit that <laughs> yeah. I don't remember. I barely remember what we just talked about. Yeah. This is just one of those songs that is just indelible in your memory, you know? It just sticks to what you do. And I love that. I, I love the explosiveness. I love the, you know, the, the dynamics of it. The fact that, you know, a song on the radio could feature the noise. That's not something that's on your regular everyday fucking pop radio. Mm. The fact that this was like a big mainstream hit speaks volumes about the fact that there was something about this band that just connected with people instantly. And, you know, it's what's kept them going for 20 fucking years. Yep. How to dig your own hole. Like, I love this record. Yeah. You know, like, always, always love the Chemical Brothers. And songs like this are why. Best listen to? Outdoors. <laughs> no, look, I, I think we've got, we've got to draw the line somewhere. This is club music. <laughs> Sorry, sponsors. That brings us to the end of yet another episode of Hottest One Hundreds and Thousands. Thank you so much to, li- thank you so much to listening, and thanks for FBI. Uh, you know, you want to do it again? Nah. <laughs> That's right, Deej. Own it. I'm owning my mistakes. I'm, I'm responsible for my actions. Before we get out of here, let's uh, pick our favorites and our list favorites. Andrew. My least favourite, uh, I've got to give it to Faith No More Strip Search. Uh, okay. I see what yep. they were shooting for, but it just 
fucking bit of a miss. And favorite, no surprises, it's the Chemical Brothers with Rock and Beats. But my carryover champ, Dandy Warhols, and carryover chump, Beaver Loop, remain unchanged. Least favorite, yeah, Faith No More, because it wasn't in a Batman soundtrack, I guess. <laughs> um, but it was close. Uh, and favorite, Chemical Brothers. I am I going to do it? I think maybe I will. Do it. I think, I, this is I think the so. The new champ, the Chemical Brothers. Yeah. Nice the champ and Beaver Loop, obviously. <laughs> Forever chump. My carryover champ, outdoor type. It's in. Nice. The oh. champ is here. What were your least favourite on this episode? Uh, my least favourite of this episode is Strip Search. Yeah, look, my least favourite was Strip Search as well, probably. My favourite was definitely the Chemical Brothers. Is he going to do it? Is he going to set it off? If you're going to think this much, it's a no. Yeah, yeah look, true. I think, I think you're fine. right. That's fine. Oh, I, think you're right. I do, I do want to say I really loved the Lemonhead song, though. Also, this episode, all five artists uh, we've talked about before. Mm. Very That's true. A bit and of, uh, it was a, a, a outdoor trivia for you. A, a clean hitter for um, faves and least. Yeah, that's true. For all four of us. Yeah. Oh, I've got to say, guys, it's been really nice to uh, get outside and oh, enjoy yeah. it. It's been fresh. It's been fucking pure. Hope you too have enjoyed your hike <laughs> or rock climbing weekend. Look, mm. rock climbing weekend, gentle listener. I hope it's been uh, good. Hope those hope those gams are feeling Mm-mm. well used from climbing Can up those rocks. Can you feel the breeze today? All right, on behalf of Mr. Andrew McDonald. Good night. Mr. Nathan Harrison. Bye. And Mr. Adam Buncher. I'm going to do a bird call. <laughs> it's my bird call. Shit. I love it. Oh, so many my birds name is- in here. My name is David James Young. <laughs> Out here. <laughs>